Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. The evil that men do lives after them. The good is often turned with their bones. So let it be with Caesar. That's a hint. Nice. That's going to be a hint because in this episode, are we going to expose the name Seti Bimco, Tim? Is that the plan? I think so. If people stick around. Yes. And if our listeners think about it, who would make you memorize that speech? A plumber? I think not. Maybe. The CEO Maybe. of an elevator company? <laughs> I think not. Think about it, folks. <laughs> You'll get it. It's the SETI Bimco Show. Can you believe it? It's episode 50. I didn't know Tim could count that high. <laughs> Well, we can easily start this episode by saying this is Sadie Bimco, episode 50. Woohoo! Yay! We did it! And I'm being honest before we be all funny. I'm so happy you stuck with it for 50 episodes. I mean, you know, you missed a few, but not because you wanted to. Right. And right. Uh, here we are, episode 50. Episode 50. I'm so excited. And we're, I wasn't we are, sure. I wasn't sure how long we would have lasted. It's been fun. No. I've had fun doing it. I hope I've had so. a lot of fun doing it. I really I have. Somebody's calling on the phone. Put him on hold. George. George. Put him on hold. Put him on hold. Friend of the he's show, George O'Connor. He's got nothing better to do. He can, he can sit on hold for 45 minutes. Now, did you see, before we go any further, the fish story? Did you see what I sent you? I did see what you said. <laughs> so I found this headline. Fish spends owner's money, reveals credit card info on YouTube stream. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. A Japanese YouTuber, he created a custom setup to allow his pet fish to play Pokemon on his Nintendo Switch. But a malfunction led to the fish spending money at the eShop and revealing the owner's credit card. And, you know, there's a whole story about the malfunction. I don't know if you read the whole thing. Yeah, right. Basically, in a nutshell, basically the, the, the fish would, the fish was not sitting there at the controller. The fish would set off sensors. Yeah. And the sensors would control the Nintendo system. But, but the funny thing at the end was the fish did something with PayPal and changed the account owner's name from... Muda Kamaru, hope I said that right, to Ra 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 That was doesn't good. Sound like, it doesn't sound like an accident to me. It doesn't. And Nintendo did. I mean, can you imagine being a Nintendo <laughs> customer service and getting that call? They did <laughs> refund his money. He probably had to change his credit card number since it went over, you know, went over YouTube. <laughs> but no, you got to watch I mean, your fish, man. You got to watch your fish. I think fish should be coming. More they will, I'll tell you what, we had a fish tank at our Once, house growing up, and my dad yeah. left his checkbook next to the fish tank, Uh-oh. and I'll be damned, the guppies got hold of it, started writing checks, and there were all these charges to my dad's checking account. You know what they bought? Wait, guppies. They, they bo- yeah, what they bought. Yeah, the guppies. They, they wrote out checks. It was terrible. <laughs> I could have told this guy. I could have saved this guy a lot of heartache if he had just, you know, gotten up with me first. Yeah, the guppies, guppies too out. young to know how to to read and write yet. Not these guppies. These were these were the story. I trained these guppies personally. 
they were what did they buy? You didn't tell me. They bought well, my Justice League comic book was sitting next to my dad's checkbook with the back cover facing up. And I, I know they ordered sea monkeys. Sea monkeys. Yep. Well, what else would have got the order? <laughs> Suddenly, you know, hundreds of dollars. Do you know how much a hundred dollars bought in sea monkeys back in 1975? Let me tell you. You filled your whole waterbed. We did. (laughs) We had sea monkeys in those waterbeds. We didn't need the magic fingers. We had sea monkeys in it. This is your producer, Miss Lee. Friend of the show, George O'Connor, is on the line. George, George keeps calling. I keep putting him on hold. Put him on hold. I do. Put him on hold. I do. I do want to tell you. Oh, also. This is sad news, but it was all over the internet. But we're going to laugh about it anyway. But um, this is, I don't know his name. I'm not going to say his name. I don't know if you saw this in the news. A man's wife disappeared, and he is obviously the main suspect. Sure. So he's the he, was in, he was in court. I don't know if it was the district attorney, but it's on, it's on YouTube. And, and they're reading what he looked up on Google the night after his wife was last seen. And it's all stuff like, how do you get rid of body? How long does DNA last? What type of acid will eat away body? What do I do with clothes used in a crime scene? It's just like every five minutes, yeah. something like that. And he's he's just standing there listening. Uh, it's uh, sadly, yeah, sadly funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. You know, I, 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 I mean, don't think that, I don't think the district attorney has an open and shut case. I don't know if he can prove this beyond a reasonable <laughs> doubt. No, because trust me. First of all, think of the American public. These are the people you're going to have on a jury. Americans are stupid. There, I said it, Tim. <laughs> Americans yeah. are stupid. That yeah. defense attorney is going to plant some sort of conspiracy theory, some little kernel right. in some of these jurors. They might not find him not guilty, but I'll bet you there'll be a hung jury. <laughs> you think that's a common scam that uh, the deep state sends agents into your house to do that? Right. That's right. I don't know. Hunter Biden went into this guy's house and did the Google searches. Can you imagine? To draw, if, to draw attention from himself. Can you imagine if Hitler had Google? Then we caught him and it'd be like, how do you get rid of one body? And then five minutes later, mm, how do you get rid of many bodies? How do you get rid of Sorry, many bodies? Six million <laughs> times he made that Google search. It's like, come on. How do you make a car that looks like turtle? I'm not doing a joke accent anyway. <laughs> he created the Volkswagen, everybody. He, he paid he somebody to. Yes. So anyway, bad joke. George was here and he kept mentioning Hitler. So we got to get back on track. We should just, uh, oh, we, oh, every week we pick a wild card question. Let me pick it, John, real quick. Okay. What's number eight? The most likely to run off with the circus from this movie. Ooh. Oh, Jesus Christ. That could be anybody in this damn movie. <laughs> How about the one least likely not to run off with the circus? <laughs> <laughs> could we change it up a little? Because I can see, I can see any of these people joining the circus. I'm just well, that might be my I answer. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should get to this movie. Let's get to the movie. Da da da! Episode fifty. We watched Teenage Hitchhikers because this is a show. Seti Bimko has been a show where we interviewed people about their embarrassing, funny high school incidents and watch movies about high school. I, I read about this on Wikipedia. I don't know if you saw that it said this film is one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite films. 
Yes. And I read about it, and it, it, no place in Wikipedia did I see it say, this, this is kind of a soft porn. Right. <laughs> because I did it again. I'm sorry. I it's okay, movie. Sam. It's, it's okay. Basically, soft it's okay. Movie. No, because what you do is, is like hit one of the hyperlinks on one of the members of the cast, and it says that um, after the after a certain movie, she appeared in the sexploitation film Teenage well. Hitchhikers. <laughs> but so you wouldn't have known that if you hadn't. I hit didn't do that. It's a link. So it's a sexploitation. It's not porn. I know mm. porn when I see it. Those damn sexy M and M's. Anyway, let's get into this I'll setup say, here. Oh, two teenagers who say they're from the city. I wouldn't even realize it, but I, I kept saying well, they're from the city, though. Hitchhiking mm. in Florida. I'm saying it's Florida, John. You can have your own theories. There are no I know elevators. it's not. It was and I'll the seventies. I know it's not. I'll tell you why I know it's not. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> in my universe, it's Florida, but um. They go hitchhiking, and, and basically the plot is they go in search of freedom and adventure and, uh, you know, use their, their breasts to steal men's money. Until mm-hmm. the That's end, a good way of putting it. I like that, using their breasts. <laughs> until the end when a group, uh, seems like a group orgy. Anyway, they get all yeah, their we'll money stolen from later. them. We'll get to that later. <laughs> That's the plot. That's they the go plot. on an adventure. Mm-hmm. Not, not much of a character arc, but there is a tiny bit of a character arc. But it, I am it stars say, not. Okay, go yeah. ahead. No, you, you finish your little spiel. Oh, I'm just saying it's the, the two main characters are called Mouse and Bird. Mouse and Bird. Mm-hmm. And I do have an actress. Here. I do have a note here. Mouse, she's a porn actress. I'm still like, oh, she's been in some porns. She, was in, anyway. she was in Wes Craven's directorial debut. The House uh, on the Left. Oh, that's right. I read that. that they, mm-hmm. they, they tormented her. Did you read all that? She actually, she time. had a very um, – she was actually – she went to Carnegie Mellon, studied yeah. drama at Carnegie Mellon. She did some mm-hmm. Broadway, off-Broadway. She did a couple of New York-based soaps. She actually had um, – she eventually wound up becoming a daytime Emmy-winning producer of, of all things, children's programs. But, Interesting. Um, yeah, but no, she actually was very – she actually was a very um, – um, can I say classically trained actor? Sure, I'll say classically sure. trained. She had her she had her dramatic sure. chops. She she had training. Yep. She, was she, she the the blonde one? She was the or dark was she, haired one. Oh, she she was bird. She Look was these um, girls mixed bird, up. Bird, yes. Yeah. I will say the music in this movie, of all the movies, the horrible movies we've watched, the music in this movie was well, except for the music episodes like Abba and Muppets. The the soundtrack for this movie was the best of all. I'm not saying it's great, but it was the most tolerable at the beginning, right. the opening. Later on, it got silly. Yeah. Because it's basically soft porn. But <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just thought. No, you it's know what? Been, I thought turned... up, up until, I mean, even even after, like, I started realizing this was basically a Skinamax film before there was Skinamax. <laughs> Right. It actually, there were actually some, the dialogue is actually very clever. Some of it, yes, yes. Like if they had kept their it. shirts on and mm-hmm. delivered the lines, it would have been freaking hilarious. Some of it, yeah. I thought yeah. that too. I thought it was, I thought it was very clever dialogue. Some and of I'll it. I'll get to, I want to tell you my, the line that made me laugh the most. 
So Bird has a giant hat. Uh, this is the 70s. Uh, if you look these people up, her hat just was distracting. It was like those, I don't know what you call those hats. You know Bird's hat? It was like yeah, giant pan- pancake. People used to wear right. those in the 70s. The Jackson the big, 5 wore them. The big floppy hat. Like the alleged hippie who came in. in fa- you ever see Fatal Vision or read the book Fatal Vision? Um, fatal Vision. Oh, About the guy the, the who, Green Beret, Jeffrey McDonald, he murdered his yes, pregnant yes. wife and two daughters. And it all happened in North Carolina. Yes, yes. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, the okay. big floppy hat. That's allegedly what, when the hippie hippies, yeah, quote unquote, yeah. broke into the house and started, you know, basically butchering his wife and children, but like only like gave him like a little nick, like on his chest. Yeah. Allegedly, she was wearing one of those big floppy hats and. Acid Back when you could blame, blame blame things on uh, gangs of hippie teenagers, thanks to Charles Manson. On hippies, yeah. Yeah, Can't unfortunately for Jeffrey McDonald, one of the, fir- the first things they found on the scene was an Esquire magazine opened up to an article about the Manson murders. <laughs> Just like Google. Just like Google. How do you get rid of a body? <laughs> How do you how, how do you stab an eight-and-a-half-month woman repeatedly? You know, I mean, those were these questions he was asking. Yeah, I, but we're getting off topic yes. here. The big floppy yep. hat. Anyway, burden mass. Their big, I guess the first big plot point is they get a, a ride with some hippies in a van who are just yeah. making music. And yeah. they're like, uh, what was your opinion uh, you know, of the song? What's that? What was your oh, opinion Energy of the song? They, they were a band called Energy Crisis. Energy Crisis. Yes. Uh, they, yeah. They, they sing a song for these girls <laughs> that no one wants to hear terrible there was one person who just was like i don't know like was he planning on harmonizing with the rest i mean there was just like that one voice that was like i was gonna say there was like that was a woman with them there was like two guys and a woman singing but the woman was was not singing no it was very strange but it was just like the two the two voices were like harmonizing very well and then suddenly they just threw in this one voice it was like okay pick an octave (laughs) pick an octave uh, well, there's a there's two women in there sleeping. They're they're topless, of course. Mm-hmm. It's at some point. There's all this slang. They're asking them which one of these guys is their old man, and she's like, "Hey, they're all my old man." What'd she say? I don't know. Yeah, oh, variety. Yeah. Variety is the spice of life. Spice yeah. of life. Yeah. There's all sorts of great lines like, "What's your game? What's your number? If you want to ride, you got to slide." They say after they once. Because <laughs> after they play them a song, they're like, "Okay." Now it's you owe me, you know. Yeah. Basically, that was it. And uh, yeah. surprisingly, they're like not into it. That was, I guess, that's the tease for the porn movie. They're like, no, right, we're out of yeah. here. We're out of here. Well, we're, they did they, get to look- show they, they, the other two, the two girls that were already in the camper. They they yeah. they did show their breasts. So that yeah. was sort of the first gratuitous. So you already had that scene in there. They didn't need to put out right at that. No. moment because you already got to see some titties. You had to have a little build up. Start out with some titties yes. and then. Work your way up. Because when they, when they left, uh, they're like, we're looking for money. And then he says, you want bread? Go fuck a baker. It's yeah. All- <laughs> he said it more high. I'm not doing the high thing. You want bread, man? Go fuck a baker. I got no accent tonight. I don't know what my accents are. <laughs> Leftover Hitler. You strained a vocal cord trying to do a Hitler. And after that, just don't even try after that. It's been my experience. Then they, they try to catch fish in the river with their bare hands. Yeah. So they get the wet t shirts. Yes. I don't know. They're from the city, but come on. 
What, <laughs> what, what, you can't catch what, fish with your hands. what city? Binghamton? <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, it's <laughs> somewhere in Florida. That's all I'm saying. No, it's not Florida. I'm sure it's California, right? Or are you going to no, tell me? No, actually, somewhere? it is my old stomping grounds, Green what? County, New York. Is where they filmed Whoa. this, and our house in Sargates was like about mm, eight, eight and a half miles from the Green County line. Hmm. So I think well, it was like it was, I think it was like Route Twenty Three. They were on like in the opening when they were by that lake and they were hitchhiking. I believe that was Route Twenty Three or maybe Twenty Three A. I don't know. Well, that, that's sort of how all that looks up there in like the foothills of the Catskills of the Mid Hudson Valley. It does, but I say this takes place in Florida. So, <laughs> anyway, in New York, man, they, they catch one fish because it somehow gets into birds' uh, panties. Uh huh. I don't know how that happened, but uh, I don't know. We just had don't to see over, her panties. Don't, don't overthink this movie, Tim. <laughs> it got it got into her drawers. Okay, that's all and we it, need to know. And it still got away. And it still got away. I was more concerned for these girls because that river is probably like full of medi, medi heavy metals in the seventies. Heavy metal. Oh my God! Yeah, guess where I learned to swim in that water? You know, in the Ooh, in the, the Hudson River. In the Hudson, no, Hudson River. Whoa! Well, yeah. it's probably better up, up there. It was just full of mercury. I'm fine. <laughs> I can eat. I can eat as much tuna as I want to this day. It's like mercury poisoning. I'm like ah. Are you I, catching I, tuna I, in the Hudson, John? I uh, no, there was full of mercury <laughs> at the time. Right. I don't think there should be tuna in the Hudson. Anyway, no, but there was mercury. Well, I know. there shouldn't have been. There shouldn't have been tuna in that lake in Green County, or mercury, or mercury. But there probably was mercury. So they go to a restaurant, and like a like a uh, like a grill, like a like a hamburger a joint. And they just, yeah, they just start dancing with their pants off because they want this guy to give them a free hamburger or two well seven seven they want seven each wants seven cheeseburgers damn hippies yeah which and like one of the line, you know? like going back like in the first thing like one of the girls says i wish i was just working at the country club this summer getting it on on a stack of cheeseburgers i'm like oh yeah. do not that's order the cheeseburgers crazy. in that country club dining room it's not all that's, on site that's slang john yeah, is that slang? What is what is cheeseburger? What is, is, what, is, what, is get, what is getting it on a, a pile of cheeseburgers slang for? I, I, the cheeseburger is a uh, slang for um, uh, uh-huh. Philadelphian. Philadelphian. Philadelphia. Oh, oh. <laughs> are you sure that's not cheese steak, Tim? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cut that out. Cut that out. It's episode fifty. Episode fifty. I can't believe we, we made it this far. Cheers, John. Here, we're trying to drink. I've got nothing alcoholic. I've got my. Uh, oh, it's the illusion, uh, John. What's oh, in that okay. coffee? I am. I am. <laughs> I am schnockered out of my mind. <laughs> so they dance for them. They keep taking the kids' pants down. He keeps pulling them up. And there's a man with a beer, and his beer explodes like an orgasm. So like an orgasm. Like, he has the bottle. The he joke. has the beer bottle in his crotch, and it, yeah. and yet, after all that, they don't get any cheeseburgers. No. <laughs> They're back on the road. Back on the oh, road, hungry. They, they meet a guy. His name is Guy Daggett, I believe. Yes. And he just happens to be a lingerie salesman. Oh, just happens and, to be. How, how <laughs> dinky. 
He was fun, though. He had a good attitude. He thought he everything was fun. Was fun. This, actually, I thought this was a fun movie. <laughs> so, yeah. You this know, guy, orgies I liked aside, him. I thought this was a very, <laughs> I thought this was a very, very fun movie. He was like, uh, yeah, sure, try them on. You're just dirty hitchhikers. Try on the lingerie. Yes, and... You dirty hippie hitchhikers. <laughs> Go ahead, try them on. Give me a blowjob. Yeah, but, so they which, take was, turn... which was unspoken, but. Yeah. They took turns driving while he had sex in the back seat. And uh, this right. movie, was, everybody had sex with their underwear on. So it was like, a, must the have been some did, sort of. Yeah. Yes. Some they sort of rule. Been, must have been back then. I don't remember being eight years back. old and like having that big of a fly in my underwear. Maybe that was just for your dad's <laughs> underwear. Men and then in by the, the 70s. time we got to wear men's underwear, they did away with that feature, I'm guessing. Yeah. In the 70s, men never took their underwear off. I hope you know that. Never take your underwear off. To, nope. Isn't it like the Mormons? Don't the Mormons have the underwear they never take off? Well, it's, it's magic. They can take it off. Oh. What happens? But then, like, they're, but then they're, there's no they're magic. Vulnerable. If, vulnerable. Oh. Then they're vulnerable. Oh. Vulnerable. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so... They have sex for a while. Um, what happens to... Oh, they get pulled over by a goofy cop. They get cop. pulled over by the cop. And he's dressed like a woman at this point. Yes. And the guy, he's not still the, just not the, not, the, not the cop. The, the, oh, not the cop. Daggett. Daggett. The, La- the, 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 Dick Daggett, the lingerie salesman. He's, he's still laughing, so, having a fun time, and he's just dressed uh-huh. like a woman. Yeah. And that was... You, you want to do the one... I did think this line was funny. Or you want to... No, you go when, when, the, <laughs> They're going to take him to, to court... To see the the cop says I'm going to take you to see the judge, and bef- before they cut the scene, that he's dressed as, like, as a woman, and he's just like, "Is the judge is the judge single?" Is that what he says? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's kind of funny." One. I don't know. It was, yeah. He does go easy on women. That was another line. Yes, and so, um, so oh, the cop warns him. There's a rapist loose. Like, oh, right. no, don't go. Yeah, Bird and <laughs> Mouse have, have taken the guy's money, by the way. have taken Dick Daggett's money. That's, They've taken a oh, big yes. roll okay. of bills. They're starting to – this is where they start getting into the larceny. Yes. Larceny, reading in the woods where it's dark, it's dark yet it's sunlight. Right. Uh, because there's a rapist chasing a woman through the woods. Right. So, yeah, so sadly, I have to say this, in the 70s, I think rape rape was like, I don't know, not taken quite as seriously. I, well, I know it wasn't. You know, if you're a woman, it's very stigmatized. Just right, be serious right. for a what moment. What did you do? What were you wearing? But, what were you? Yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, it wasn't taken quite as seriously as, as is today because right. this rapist becomes part of the joke of the movie. Just, just a he warning. Was, I mean, rapist aside, like if they made him something else, like, I don't know, a plumber it would have yeah, been. Just, it, would have, it was. It was a very funny character, and the yeah. actor played it fantastically. Unfortunately, the character was a rapist. Yes, he could have been an escaped convict. Just yeah, just could that. they have just said escaped convict? But no. So uh, he's trying. He's chasing this young girl Jenny through the woods. Right. Who's also a teenager. Who's also a teenager? Actually, she looked more like a teenager than anybody in this movie. Yes, she had just left she high and school. The guy, she and the guy who you know, the cook back at the hamburger. Right. He looked like a teenager, sadly. Right, right. Uh, 
They save her from being raped by, of course, you know, I think Mouse gets naked and lures him right. away. Right. And they convince, yeah, it's all very like, oof. Yeah, they talk, they talk him into bondage, <laughs> basically. They're going to rape him. He thinks that's a hoot. Oh, I'm going to get raped now. Yes, and he's in the bondage, and they tie him up, and they just leave him. Yes. So. And, they take the, and they take the girl Jenny with them. Yep. And then they get picked up by Ghislaine Maxwell. Yes. Right. <laughs> Madam. Madam. Which lady? Madam. A rich lady, yes. Who just picks up these teenagers off the street. She's an adult. So these are just supposed to be teenagers. So again, another problematic scene that is not uh, meant to be, which is meant to be humorous and porny. Uh, older right. woman. But can I just girls. say, can I just say out loud, two women together, were, that's disgusting. <laughs> two women together, yes. That's just Did you see right. how they made love? I never knew lesbians made love like that. They roll around in the lawn. And then they, they kind of roll over each true. other it's and they get true. grass stuck all over it's them. True. I used to go to the Pied Piper <laughs> in Provincetown for tea dance on Sunday afternoons. And I happened. just watch I just watch lesbians rolling around on the on the, on <laughs> the grass. It's their, it's, their, it's their foreplay. If there's no grass, can they still You really want to get them hot and heavy, <laughs> roll around on the lawn next to a U-Haul. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> All right. We have lost this is the fiftieth episode we, we have, we're canceled. We have, we have lost all our lesbian viewers, you know. We have lost all our lesbian <laughs> yes. viewers, our listeners, we've lost all our rapists, all those guys doing <laughs> yeah. time for rape in prison, we've lost them. Right. We're going out on a high note. Yeah, they go to her estate. These girls take yeah. their shirts off again. I was getting tired of watching them take their shirts off. They take their shirts off more than Putin on a horse. <laughs> you more than getting, Putin on a horse, John. You were, you were getting tired <laughs> of it. I just, just leave them off or leave them on. I'm tired of watching. Right. I take them off. Right. Them just, just don't put them back on. So they roll around with female partners. Oh, we, our new character is a virgin, of course. we got to throw that in there. The, yes. the girl they rescued. Right. She's very... And the other... Uh, mouse makes another inappropriate joke. She's like, "You're a virgin. That's okay. I was a virgin until I was eleven. I was eleven. Like, yeah, that uh, was pretty bad. No, 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 no." And so. she's carrying a picture of her boyfriend, who winds up being the the oh. uh, the employee at the hamburger stand. But she's carrying around yeah. like a like a nine by twelve picture of him. I'm like, couldn't you have just gotten <laughs> like a wallet size? Could you just like have like a wallet sized picture of him to carry her? That's an awful big picture to be carrying around with you. I think she couldn't see well. She needed glasses. Is that what it was? There's a little subplot probably in there. You're probably right. It was. (laughs) It's because they, uh, yeah, I don't know. Then they go looking around old rusted cars. And I'm like, why are you looking around old rusted cars? It was a a junkyard. Yeah. But no. like it's Farquhar's used car emporium. Farquhar. Yes. I wonder. I wonder if like the makers of this movie sued the Shrek people. Because wasn't like the what? the character that John Lithgow played the prince who was going to marry Fiona? Wasn't he Lord Farquhar? I don't. I I didn't see those movies, John. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we were we were well, at an emotional golf. Lord Farquhar, and then this guy <laughs> from the sexploitation flick in 1975. Is named Farquaad. I wonder if they tried to sue the Shrek people. Wow. I would have. 
Oh, probably nobody left to see. They were probably all dead of overdoses by the time Shrek came out. What am I saying? What am I saying? I didn't catch that name, John. Farquhar. 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 He was masturbating in a car, which was his office. And somehow they didn't have the budget to show a new car. It's just a junkyard. And they're like, how much for a car that runs? They've gone through stealing. Madam paid them for their sexual favors. Right. They stole the money from Dirk Daggett. They have $93. The Dick Daggett, I'm sorry. They have $93. Yes. <laughs> hey, lingerie was cheap back then. I guess so. It was made out of hanker- handkerchiefs. Dollars. <laughs> made out of handkerchiefs and uh, some... But, I mean, that rich woman who, like... I mean, what does she pay them? I mean, 10 bucks a pop? I mean, is it like that hooker in the van where he had to give her the $10 bill? Maybe $10 is the going rate for sexual favors in the 70s. We established that last episode. I guess so. So, Okay, there you go. Okay, now it all makes sense to me. I kept getting it confused with $100. Anyway, we'll go back to that. So they have sex sex with this guy uh, in very silly uh, I was getting tired of that. I'm like, yeah. and they take yeah. pictures and right. they get money from him because he's buying the pictures from them. I'm right. not sure if it's for blackmail because he seems to have no friends. He lives in the woods in a junkyard. Well, yeah. At first you thought it was for blackmail, but I think it was actually for his pleasure in the end. Yeah. He's like, that's yeah, what this I is worth, too. This is worth, this is worth a dollar for a car. Yeah. I'll keep these pictures. <laughs> I'll keep these pictures forever. Yeah. It's only, only, Girls I ever saw, sawed. <laughs> I got no accents tonight. Do an accent, That's John. Do Joan Crawford. Where's the vodka? There you go. How's <laughs> that? Uh, so they eat at a diner, and they realize they're all mixed up, and the young girl's homesick. The virgin. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they get a free meal by putting a fake cockroach on on their dinner. Yep, it's your turn to die. And they put the cockroach on there. This was our emotional turning point for the young girl. It's a virgin. She maybe wants to go home and not stay on this right. adventure, riding through Florida, looking for elevators or Greene County, New York. So then they buy some clothes, and the store owner, of course, is peeping through a hole while they change. Right, the same actor who, play, who the same actor who played Dick Daggett played really? the owner. I didn't of, notice that. Yeah, yeah he just took his toupee like off. Because remember when when, when like, the cops arrested him, he's like putting his toupee back on, like his toupee is falling right. off. True. And then, yes. true. And then for that scene, he just played it without his toupee and sunglasses. Isn't it funny in the 50s, 60s, even 70s, the toupee flying off, that was, that was hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> and nobody does it. Anymore. It's like, oh, this hey, is awful. Hey, remember they did a whole episode of the Dick Van Dyke show where Laura tells the world yeah. that Alan Brady wears a toupee? Yes. So then they get You're driving tired. again, and they pick up this other girl and uh, a rock oh, musician. Yeah. They're, heading, they're heading for a blast. Right, Mongo Donnie, who winds up being um, Kylie. Now, okay, and I had a little trouble grasping. Were they just going around in circles? Because it had been like several days since they had been to the lunch counter. And then they pick him up on the highway under 
in disguise. Right. Of the, I think they were just yes. going around in circles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, well, they didn't have a map done. It was done. It was done <laughs> in a. It was done in like an eight mile radius. <laughs> this whole movie. They never got anywhere. <laughs> no. We've been by this gas station at least a dozen times. Oh, it's a chain. No, it's not. It's a. They were going around in circles. And the car was Mongo, the the ex boyfriend of their new friend Kaylee. Right. But he's got glasses, a, a hat, and he's a guitar player called Mongo, pretending not. Yeah, I don't know what he's up to. There's no, I don't know. He's, he's up to shenanigans. He's up to shenanigans. He took, he took a bunch of acid. Is what's happened. That's what I. That's think exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> And he's the one giving them directions. Yeah. No, that makes no sense. Anyway. So now instead of going clockwise in the circle, they're going counterclockwise. But anyway. Right. They got all these great sayings in this movie, like, you want to drive, you got to jive. Yeah. You want to shave, you got to behave. <laughs> so they go to a big party where there's a very stereotypical gay man with a lot of bag, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, but it was 70, 75, so I'm surprised they put him in there. Unless that's a uh, trope of 70s porn, I don't know. Well, I I'm don't know. A, I think I'm I not think, a connoisseur. Uh, well, I mean, these are probably people like like the lady who played, you know, the the rich lady who paid him for sex. She like actually won an Oscar the next year as like the producer of a documentary short. Really, these were all like people. They were from like the New York theater world and things like that. So sure, yeah, interesting. Uh, Sure, a, uh, like a game, like, like you know, yeah. We're, we're, we're they're actually probably more welcoming to to gay people in Broadway oh, yeah, as yeah. like opposed to Hollywood. They weren't they weren't too mean. It's just like he was just a joke. That's all. Yeah, exactly. He was the, um, you know, he's basically playing Paul Lynn. You know what I mean? Like Paul yeah. Lynn was a joke. You know, it was all the stereotypical. Yes. You know, yeah. So uh, they're like, you want food? You got a groove. Because they got to give them their money to eat the food. It's a big party. That's basically a bunch of people. It's a big party yeah. they go to. Yeah, it's an orgy. It winds up being an orgy. Yep. Because they're a, waiting a, for the too, food. A too long orgy. A too long orgy. <laughs> Again, with some jokes, like they're crawling around the same people having sex saying, have you seen uh, yeah. Kristen? Did you yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen? Uh, he was just here. <laughs> so, uh, and... This 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 roving orgy steals all their money to the bird and mouse, right? And we're hoping that the virgin will have sex because that's also like part of the plot. But they don't; they get separated. What does happen? They wake up and everyone's gone in the morning. They wake up. They realize all their stuff is gone, and then yes. all of a sudden Jenny shows up with the car, and they're because they, they think Jenny has stolen it all. That's right. That's right. And then she shows up in the car with the boyfriend. I think she was with the boyfriend. And, uh, yeah, she's like, no, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. So they figure out it was the other girl. Right. So they still have the car. And then basically, basically Jenny talks to the boyfriend and he says, so he he goes, I wasn't doing it with that. I wasn't doing anything with that girl. I didn't, I was afraid I'd catch something. And she said, well, I didn't have sex at the party. So I wound up going out in the field and having sex and they show it. Yeah. And then they walk off buck naked, bare assed off into the sunset. And I guess they all, I think they all have, you're missing missing something after that. 
after the party, the rapist shows up in the car. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the rapist shows up. He's like, get in. I'll teach you girls for tying me up in the woods. Yeah. He's still, you know, <laughs> they haven't escaped right. him. Right, 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 uh, right. And then, so then the, then, the, the, then the boyfriend runs off to get the cops. And right. the cop shows up. And they went, They get the reward for turning in the rapist, but for all the laws they've broken, he figures out the fine. He figures out yes. that they will each get $12.54, which, as um, one of the girls says, is the exact price of a bus ticket back home. Right. She's learned her lesson. And then, yeah, and then the boyfriend and girlfriend go have sex and walk off bare ass into the sunset. So this movie was the official movie of Florida. Every state has their official movie. I think I still think it was I'm the just, official movie. Yeah, I think it was the official <laughs> movie of Greene County, New York. But we'll just agree <laughs> to disagree on that. I feel bad for for guys in the seventies. If this is the movie that was at Times Square and they were going in the theater in their overcoats and sunglasses, was this what they went to see? Because it was so no, silly. No, by they, they were, they were more, I think I read it was kind of like the van. I think this is one of those movies they just released in drive-in theaters. Probably. I think maybe maybe I misread that, but um, yeah, but as I said, I thought the actual like I thought a, a lot of the movie was very some, very clever. Yeah, some of it was funny. You know, they yeah, you know they uh, it wasn't wasn't it a was serious gratuitous. movie. No, it was gratuitous. It was gratuitous. It was, gratuitous. <laughs> there was just gratuitous oh, yeah. in there. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not sugarcoating that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like a lot of the one-liners were actually very funny. And I'm sorry, like the most I laughed. One of the times I laughed the most was the first scene with the rapist. I'm sorry, I just thought he was he was hilarious. <laughs> the, the line, the whole setup, the whole premise was hilarious. Um. Yeah, I, I don't I, And I think it was like the buildup or lack of in the scene before it was like it's kind of an afterthought while they're putting Diggler in the in the in the cop car. The cop goes, oh, yeah, by the way, there's a serial rapist on the loose. Right. I know. Like, oh, yeah, by the way. Announcement. And then cut to the next, for scene. the next scene. This is you know what? This is this is the last time you'll hear. Quiz time theme. I'll call it the Bib Cope. Study QA. Brain twist. Answering quizzes. Theme song. Do you like quizzes, John? I do love quizzes. I'll call it Study QA. Brain twist. The Bib Cope. I love quizzes. Answer the Bib Cope. I'll call it theme song. You know why? This could be the last episode of Study Bib Cope. It could be. But let's get through our questions first. We have, okay. the, we have the wild card question which, which person from this movie is most likely to run off and join the circus? Is that what I said it was? That's what she said it was. How do you narrow it down? <laughs> the whole movie was a freaking circus. I well, can't answer that. I can't. No, I can't answer that question. The whole every character there was like I could see. I could see like the bearded lady, the tattooed lady, the, I, all the freaks and the freaks <laughs> that were in this movie. Everybody, this movie was a circus. Who would, well, who who would be most likely to run off in the circus and? And uh, be drunk while running the uh, one of the amusement rides. Uh, the rapist after he got reformed. Okay. He, See, he, we he went back to prison. He got reformed. And the only work he could find would be as a carny. Of course. Operating the tilt-a-whirl. Oh, okay. Well, if you put it like that, then, yeah, I have an answer. 
So yeah, he would be the one most most. Uh, you know, the guy in the here. greasy, the guy in the greasy kerchief around around his neck. Like you go to some county fair, right. and it's like I'm not getting in this freaking ride. No, like you know, I, I can remember going to my friends like, oh, let's get on this ride. And I'm looking at the guy. They're like wall-eyed, cross-eyed. They got greasy. I mean, they look like they haven't bathed in a week, which they probably haven't. And I'm like, well, I'm not getting on this freaking ride. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't. I never went on you those didn't. rides. At those you never went? No. Oh, my goodness. No, What's for that good? reason. I, was, I mean, I, would, I was looking up. They were all looking up like I should have been. You know, they're all looking up at, like, you know, the Tilt-A-Whirl yes. or, you know, the roller coaster or whatever. They're, they're looking up, up, up. And I'm looking around at the people actually operating and as right, well right. as the people who put the ride together. I'm like, I'm not getting on. I'm not getting on this street. So yes, there you go. The rapist would have been the one to run off and join the circus because nice. You know, he what, what other what other job could he find when he got released? What other? Yeah, <laughs> good one. Now, now uh, we've we've lost our lesbian audience, our rapist audience, and now we've just <laughs> lost our carny audience. Okay, <laughs> episode fifty. Well, by the way, episode fifty. <laughs> Well, there was a man in in the diner at the beginning who watched the girls dance, uh, take their pants off, and his 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 beer exploded. I'd say he'd probably run off to join the circus because after those girls left, that the young kid who was the uh, server, uh, not barista, I want to say barista, but he's in a greasy barista. diner anyway. <laughs> he's the cook. He's the barista. He was so <laughs> he was so bondoogled by what just happened because he kept pulling his pants up. Uh, he said, good Lord, the circus must be in town. And that guy thought, is that the life of the circus? I'm going to join the circus. And he ran the off, circus. joined the circus because he thought it was full of dancing girls who you know, took their pants and shirts off. But it wasn't. And uh, yeah, he ended up run, uh, driving those rides and just being an alcoholic. Just like the rapist. They met each other later. <laughs> they, used to have, they used to have knife fights for fun. Every night, they tie each other's wrists together. And <laughs> some, some, He'd some, get drunk and remember that trick. He'd be like, Some of the original score recording of West Side Story play in the background. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Next question Who in this movie would most likely have a podcast? Uh, I would say it would be the older rich lady who paid them to seduce them. And that is what her podcast would be about. Her podcast would be about, you know, circling Green County, New York, all the <laughs> highlights. It'd be kind of like, it'd be kind of like, well, uh, a, like a podcast would be like kind of like Green County, New York tourism. And also as like its little angle, the best place to find young women with whom <laughs> to have lesbian sex. So this this podcast does she have people on like Giswell Maxwell, Gislaine yeah, Maxwell? Yeah, she goes yeah. through. Well, well, uh, she Giselle Gislaine Maxwell can't be on anywhere because she's doing. She's doing. I I don't care. Anyway, this she, is before. Uh, <laughs> No, she just goes around and she talks to the locals and she says, like, okay, where can I get, like, freshly made maple syrup and where can I, you know, where's the best place to go <laughs> apple picking? And, you know, she interviews all the locals and, like, where's the best place to find, like, you know, little handicraft locally made? And where's the best place where I can find teenage girls who will have right. sex for money? 
And like all the old timers are, well, how old are you? How old do you want these girls to be? And be like, I'm about 16, 17. Oh, well, then you want to go down over to the hamburger stand. They're hanging around <laughs> out there like flies on crap. Let me tell you. Go on it's over like the there. Go even go $10. I'd say six, seven tops. I'll do it for six, seven tops. These are the interviews she has with all the locals. It's like the circus is in town. It's like the circus is in town. <laughs> That'd be a good podcast. Very inappropriate. Listen. Very inappropriate. <laughs> it's 1970s. I, w- I wouldn't, I don't even have sex with women, let alone <laughs> underage women for money. I mean, but yet I would still listen to that. Maybe to find out where I could get locally made maple syrup, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're to have sex with teenage girls for about six or seven bucks. I want to know where I can get the locally made maple syrup. God, is there any way I can fast forward this podcast? Before, before Google. So my podcast. Listen, this ties into the beginning. This is prophetic, John. Mm-hmm. You know that fish in this beginning of this movie, it swam into Mouse's underwear. Mm-hmm. That fish, this is 1975, so that fish was just the first step in, in some fish, some rare carp evolution. That fish didn't care about being in Mouse's panties. It was trying to communicate with her and announce the fact that they, the fish, were ready to make the move to land. But to be honest, that fish also wanted to be in Mouse's pants. Because this is 1975, as I said. And this carp okay. thought that in the far, far flung future of 1999, fish would walk on land with humans using their newly evolved lungs. This carp, which chose the name Bill Cosby, he didn't know it was 1975. He's now stuck with the name. He also tried to tell Mouse that using her body to get food and money, using her body to get food and money, would leave her unhappy and broke. Oh, wow. I don't want to put that in there. The podcast would have this fish in the year 2005 or so. The fish would interview amphibians about how they feel about being behind in evolution. Amphibians are still only halfway there, after all. Sadly, he often talks about how he got into Mouse's pants. It's, remember when I got into Mouse's pants this, and I was in her pants in no time that? And if he had a human female on the show, he would somehow end up in her pants. This became a problem, and he eventually got canceled. Also, the podcast was called Bill Cosby Gets in Your Pants. So, that was his name. That was, that was the name of the fish. fish. What other titles do you think this could have been? Because uh, I, I wrote Carpet. Remember the Billy Ocean song, career. Get Into Get Out of My get Dreams, into Get my... Into My Car? Could it be Get Out yeah. of My Dreams, Get Into My Panties? <laughs> yes. So, there you go. Um, That's hmm. terrible. Now, see, I was on. thinking that you, you <laughs> left off like the end of the story where the carp. Once the podcast gets canceled, moves to Japan, lives in a koi pond, and winds up using his master's credit card and charging all these <laughs> all these points to a Nintendo game. Right. Well, I got it. Nobody may believe me, but I wrote. It'd be like Paul that Harvey and saw that story. What did Paul Harvey say? And now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> and then that fish was arrested. When that fish was arrested. <laughs> George, George is still trying to call. George, I just should, keep him on this, hold. Seti Benko, is... please, please continue to hold. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a TV spin-off? I wonder what music we have. 
when you're on hold for the study bim coach? Is it like Zamfir the oh. pan flute? I bet you Zamfir the wow. pan flute, isn't it? You know, he sold more records in the UK than Elvis and the Beatles combined. <laughs> I think they're just eight track dates. Some technicality oh. there. Okay. <laughs> Is he still alive? Zamfir, I have no clue. <laughs> I don't well, know. Who would, who would have a spinoff show? Oh, well, the uh, the boyfriend and the girlfriend. Yeah. In the end, you know, they walk off totally naked into the sunset. And um, that would be the spinoff show. They're walking around all over Greene County, New York, looking for their clothes. And, you know, they keep <laughs> going back to all the places like, you know, where they had the orgy and the diner where he worked and the clothing store. And they're still naked because the name of the spinoff show is Dude, Where Are My Clothes? <laughs> so it's a whole season. They're naked looking for pieces of clothes. It's a whole season. They're just looking for the It's called Dude. I would where love are to my see clothes? that. I would love to see yeah. how people do show. Like in episode three, you'd find a sock and he's like, Where should I wear it? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it gets real creative the way they cover up, like, their. Because now, you know, it's it's network television. It's not like right. film. So they have all these creative ways of how they cover up all their naughty parts. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's it so funny hilarious. they don't even need a laugh track. <laughs> Sometimes they get poison ivy and. Poison ivy and, and the wackiness ensues. <laughs> Well, it's such a bad rash. That's how they cover up their nakedness. It's just their bodies are rashed. It's makeup. <laughs> well, there was the episode where they covered up in the poison ivy. Yes, <laughs> like oh, look at these lovely, look at these lovely shiny leaves. <laughs> no, I meant they had wounds, seeping mm-hmm. wounds, John. <laughs> because in one episode. episode they dressed up in poison ivy to cover up their naughty parts. <laughs> is what I'm saying. And then yes. the next episode deals with the oozing wounds. What's your what's your spinoff? My spinoff is about that wacky guy, Dick Daggert, who sold lingerie and he travels around his car selling lingerie. So see, in this movie, he was arrested. He's going to go before uh-huh. the judge. Uh-huh. That small town, that small town in Florida, the judge was Judge Hefty. Green they had a law York. back then. <laughs> they had a law back then. Highly illegal to dress as a woman because this was Florida in the 70s. Today it's right. illegal, illegal to even think about dressing like a woman right. in Florida. Gosh, I hope, we, I hope we one day have a governor who will <laughs> ban all this. Really? So he was sentenced to live in this little town known as Huge, Florida. The only town in Florida at the time with an experimental elevator. No, they test the no. elevator out using people no. on probation or if the jails were full of librarians. A few of these people on probation died just from pushing the buttons on the old rusty elevator and getting uh, tetanitis. Tetanus. So, tetanus? Tetanus. Tetanitis? Is tetanitis what you get when you play tetanus? I don't think tetanitis is a thing. I think it's (laughs) tinnitus where, like, you have that ringing in your ears. But Uh, tetanus is, like, when you step on a rusty nail and get lockjaw. Tetanitis is not a a word? Tetanitis is not a word. That's what I'm aware of. I am not a doctor. However, had it not been for Math 10, who knows what could have happened. But I'm pulling a little Shatner and just saying that's how it's pronounced. Tetanitis. Tetanitis. (laughs) Sabotage. Anyway, so Dick is sentenced to operate the elevator in a dress every day so people can mock him. But he doesn't care. He's He's a great mood. He laughs. Uh, he finds the best in every situation and, you know, laughs all day asking people if they like his hair or his blouse. 
uh, and he seems a natural running this two-story elevator. It's only one-story building. Mm-hmm. He gets the elevator up to the second floor every day, even though it often takes two hours. So he ends up living next door to Judge Huge, and the judge secretly is attracted to him, but she, you know, she can't admit her love that she likes this guy. Oh, she, you know, now you kind of lost me. <laughs> she, it now could he, be a guy. That, he, that would have been know. a show to what? He, I don't know the sexuality. I don't know the. They, the do we say they? We decade. have to say they. We have to say they. We have to say they. they. John, Dick, Dick was having sex with those women. He could be bi. I don't know. So I picked a woman. The judge is a woman. I'm being progressive. The judge is a woman. Okay. Right? Come on, get on board, John. This is one of those things where you can't win because then you're making them a heteronormative couple. But the judge is a woman. So it's like, ooh, where do I stand on this? I don't know. But I'm interrupting you. Anyway, go ahead. Dick Dick is bisexual, okay? And so anyway, the show the show, we're stuck with them with this sexual tension. You know, Dick's catchphrase is if you want to go down, you gotta fix that frown. If you wanna go up, you need you need to what? To tell me what's up? I didn't write this joke. <laughs> so anyway, is this Judge one of those Hefty, AI jokes? Is this like one of these things? Just keep, give me a joke AI about like a frown joke. being down. This AI wrote this joke. This is one of those AI jokes, isn't it? It was oh, this. If you want to go up, you got to tell me what's up. See, AI what is name? terrible. What AI wrote this show? joke. What was the name of the show again? Oh. Huh? So <laughs> this show is called Huge Hefty Dick. Huge hefty huge dick. Trick. Okay. Because Judge everybody, because everybody knows, no, we're, 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 no, we're ditching your jokes and we're ditching these AI jokes because then there was the crossover episode between huge hefty dick and dude, where are my clothes? Right. Where See? Julie and Mongo show up at Dick's house and mm-hmm. try to steal some ladies' laundry. Finally, they've got clothes. <laughs> this is a couple episodes after the poison ivy is healed. Right. <laughs> Great idea. We're giving away ideas on this show. We are giving away ideas. we got to start copywriting these things. We need to answer George's call here. Well, we probably George, should. George O'Connor, be... author, friend of the show. Uh, uh, he's calling. No. George, but... you never get it right, Tim. You got to get it right. It's the, the this, this is a it's New York Times bestselling author and friend of the show, George O'Connor. Yes. All right. So let's let's go to the mailbag. If you want to write Seti Bimko, Seti Bimko with an e at gmail dot com. We're on Instagram, Seti underscore Bimko. I'm on Mastodon. Uh, I, I quit Twitter and Facebook. There you go. Is that good, John? That's you can write great. us the letter. You can write us a letter. Sit down and write it's us a letter. 50th, it's our 50th episode. 50th. We have a letter. Yeah, just checked, too. I would have sent it to you, but I just checked. Oh, wow. It is, is from. Is, is, this from a les, is this from a lesbian, a rapist, or? <laughs> oh, jeez. No. It's from oh. our good friend, Dirk Feelgood. Oh, Dirk Feelgood. Dirk Feelgood's still things. listening. <laughs> It's 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 uh, half as long as George's, but we'll get through this. Okay, because we love to get letters. We're going to read them. We're not upset about it. It's just George no, wrote a not. novel. Well, more of a novella. Well, here we go. Hey, Tim and John, congratulations on your fiftieth episode. In this day and age of prime energy drinks and TikTok sensations, it's pleasing to know that if I want to hear middle-aged men talk about teen angst. 
I can on your show. And boy, do I. That sounds, John? That sounds vaguely illegal. But anyway, <laughs> middle-aged men talking about teen angst. I'll get back to you on that. John, I know you've had important espionage business to attend to recently. And George, also known as Fraser's Niles, has been filling in expertly. But I hope you're done murdering heads of state whilst they sleep because I want to hear more stories about you having a couple of craft beers and getting your hair cut. What's your go-to beer of choice? I like West Coast IPA, but I don't know if that's a thing in America. Space Kitty, right? No, well, I, I had the Space Kitty, but no, what I drink is, and I'm going to give them a plug, I don't care, local business, is the Prison City Brew Pub. They actually uh, make their own beer on premises. Nice. So if you're ever in Auburn, New York, they have a second location now up on North uh -huh. Street where you can bring your dog to the outside seating. Nice. I haven't been there yet. It's a bigger, okay. but I, I still go to the original down on State Street. Not mm -hmm. to, you can see the prison from there. Um, the original prison city brewery, which used to be john stevens dress shop when i lived up here in the late 80s early 90s and you used to go in there because that was where what? the ticketron franchise was oh so you have to go down like you have to go down speaking about you know dick we're dick going down Taylor the road. and the laundry you have to go down to like the laundry so like it was like old lady <laughs> lingerie you have to go down to oh, the no. basement and go through like the old lady laundry and there would be the counter for the ticketron which was like the precursor to Ticketmaster, and you know all that and um yeah you'd get your i got my b52s tickets there and nice yeah but anyway that's the beer i drink prison city Prison City. Dirk continues. I've always found myself leaning into stories about teenagers finding themselves. There's just something so universally resonant about that notion. My favorite comics, especially my favorite comics, especially are often the ones like Young Avengers or Avengers Arena. You read that, Tim? It's very good. And an all-time favorite TV show is Buffy. What I'm saying is there's comfort and solace in what you do, and I appreciate the both of you for doing it. Oh, that's very nice. Oh, that's very I do nice. not read Avengers um, anymore. I, I have not read those comics. Sorry, Dirk. I think my favorite comics are Avengers 1 through 6, the, the original with Jack and, and Stan. And I'm not going to explain why. Yeah, that's don't explain time. why. We don't have too that's many a, that's another. That's another podcast. <laughs> that's um, another podcast where it's you and George, and all I say George. the entire podcast <laughs> is Clark Kent is Superman. <laughs> Did you watch Buffy, John? I had a friend who was a Buffy <laughs> fanatic, but she became, this is down in North Carolina, but she became a Buffy fanatic after it had already gone off the air. So back then before streaming, you actually had to buy the DVDs. So she yeah, would buy like yeah. seasons worth of DVDs. I think there's like seven seasons, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, so yeah, so we'd sit around, get high and watch Buffy on watch DVD. Watch the tube. Yeah. Get high and watch the tube. That's like a, a lyric. Anyway, getting high and watching the tube. Is that a lyric? It should be. It is. It is. That's a famous oh, song. Get high. Anyway, I forget the name of the band. The Eagles. The Eagles would the, say that. Actually, it was just Eagles. <laughs> there was no the. It was just Eagles. Uh, same, with the same with the Eurythmics. It was just Eurythmics. It wasn't the Eurythmics. <laughs> it wasn't the Eagles. It was Eagles and Eurythmics. Was 
but it was. There the also Beatles. was no Iron Man one. It was just called <laughs> Iron Man. There's Iron Man two. There's Iron Man three. There is no Iron Man one. It's just called Iron Man. Stop call. It's just stop calling it's, it Iron Man one. And it's it's the Amazing Spider Man, John. It's not Spider Man. Right, the Amazing Spider Man. <laughs> George is calling. He hears us. Anyway. Oh, yeah. We better, me, we better me, answer. Are we finished with Dirk's letter. letter yet? Okay. No, Sorry, no. Dirk. We are being so rude going off on these tangents. Uh, the real skill, I think, in podcasting is to not present, but rather talk to each other and your audience in a natural manner. And that is what Seti Bimco does so well. I feel like I'm sat down having a nice cup of tea with you both whenever I listen. I can bring the biscuits, if you so desire. Hob the knobs. The ultimate drinking biscuit. Oh. Uh, oh, so congratulations again on being 50 episodes. And my guess for Seti Bimco name origin is that you were both big fans of Seb Co, the British middle distance runner from the 1980s and co-opted a version of his name for your gang. I always preferred Steve Cram. Love to oh. you and your families. Dirk. Oh, well, See, nice the only Dirk. thing about the, the only thing about that Dirk is that I know exactly who you're talking about, Sebastian Coe, who okay. was the gold medalist in the oh. Summer Olympics in track, but he won his Olympic gold medals at the 1980 Moscow Olympics, which the United States boycotted because of the invasion of Afghanistan, right. and. NBC never ran the Olympics. So we never actually got like, I remember CNN just starting out and they would be like, Oh, so-and-so won medals at the Moscow Olympics, but they were not televised in the United States. <laughs> so no, that unfortunately maybe had we, we seen them. Yes. That would have been a good origin origin. What year story. was that? 1980. Years? Oh, okay. 1980 after the Lake Placid winter Olympics. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, we never got to. I never actually got to see Sebastian Coe win a medal. None of us did here in the states because of the boycott. Let me say that he he wrote S E B space C O E. I think he just made a mistake. Not no Sebco Sebastian Coe. Maybe they called him Seb Sebastian Coe. I don't know. Okay, okay. So just want to say the name right. Yeah. Sebco, yeah, Sebastian Co was it? Well, Don't tell thank Tim. You. I know what Tim. I know what <laughs> I knew exactly what Dirk Feelgood was talking about. <laughs> I did too. Can't you tell? No, I can't. <laughs> so who's Steve Cram? Come on. Oh, that I don't know. <laughs> that I don't know. Oh, probably. Uh, I know Sebastian. Not Sebastian Co. Roger <laughs> Bannister was the first man to run the four minute mile. Was he English? I think he was English. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Well. I will say, I will say, thank you, Dirk. Very heartfelt letter. We thank goof you, around Dirk. Here, here a lot, uh, but I do, I do want to acknowledge your nice, heartfelt letter and congratulations, congratulating us on our fiftieth episode. And we still love the movie mixtape podcast, even though yes. you're on a little bit of hiatus now. Yes, Dirk is from the the mixtape podcast with Marcy. Usually, she's on a little bit of a leave as she had a baby. Congrats yeah. to her. In fact. Dirk mentions our name, and uh, I think we hinted. After 50 episodes, since the secret is not anything groundbreaking, we will reveal the origins of... Right. And, you, and I don't know if you kept in my, um, my burial speech from William Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. Yeah, I did. Okay. Who, who wants to, to, to tell? Well, you Go tell, ahead. Tim. You, you came you up tell. with it. 
you no, go you through these, with it. these meetings. I just show up every, I just show up every Wednesday. You're like, you hey, you want to do a podcast? The you, uh, you, uh, you, 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 I, I doze off during the PowerPoint presentations. No, it's like, it's. People don't know. No, it's like the you, scenes, you, came like, up, you came up with the name. You can, I just show you, you're like, hey, you want to do a podcast? I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. You're like, are we going to call it Pet <laughs> Study Bimco? I'm like, oh yeah, okay, sure. No, go ahead. You explain it. Well, it's the name of a person. When we were in right. high school, an English teacher was named Betty Simcoe, and her Betty name is E at the end, our English teacher. Right. And I right. was in the newspaper with her. I don't know if John knows this. She you created something called a, a quad, which it's a different name. It, it helped me as a t- teenager, and she wrote a little tiny book. Quad was question, answer, detail. It's just a way to organize something. If you're going to write an essay, ask a question answer it and then put the details in you know for a kid it was like help you organize right and she was in the paper for this and i happened to be there and like hey kid want to like, be hey you paper? kid you want to be in the paper <laughs> you got and lots she's of like, today. She's like, she's, and she's like is this kid in my class <laughs> no she knew me oh okay can't you, can't you get a kid with less pimples he's gross no <laughs> no you couldn't actually tim you were probably the best trust me <laughs> So yeah, as I've, I've, uh, I'm in the yeah. newspaper. I've got the clipping, and her name was Seti. And, and in fact, if I talk to older people who went to school there, her nickname, and her nickname was Seti Bimco for years Bimco. every class. Yeah, Everybody a bunch of us dyslexic kids came up with that name. <laughs> but uh, it, came, it was around since the seventies. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I also chose this name because of what's happened. We, we realized we're going to run out of movies about high school. And then when George was here, we were like, it's a show about old men looking at teenagers. This sounds creepy. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's not what I meant, intended. But we, we also there you go. wanted, wanted to interview people. It took on a life of its own, yeah. <laughs> wanted to interview people about their funny high school experiences because I heard some some funny ones and we had some good guests and what happens is it started to take up too much time to get a guest right nobody's nobody's fault that that like not everybody has a great we had wonderful guests oh yeah yeah i'm just saying it's hard to set up i still i still want i still want to go down to uh new york and have a cup of coffee with karen green i knew i knew you were gonna say that well, like if I you think, ever come okay. here, I'll try so to arrange I want, it. I want to, no, what I want to do, I want to, I want to take Karen Green to Brooklyn Depends. to Peck Sud Emporium <laughs> and sit down <laughs> right. with with Theo, Theo Peck. We could record that. You It'd could. be me, you, you, me, you, Karen, and Theo, and we can just do like a a study. Maybe maybe if we get to a hundred episodes, maybe that's what we can do. Okay. Okay. No, it's nobody. I'm sure, no. I'm sure between the two of them, both Karen and Theo have, if not revenge stories, have thought <laughs> of how to wreak revenge on someone. Right, right. But you're going to hang yourself. Um, mm, you know, just throwing it out there. <laughs> don't mean to. Don't mean to have the production meeting. Don't mean to have the production meeting on the air here. And I'm sorry, I didn't have time to get my PowerPoint presentation <laughs> done, but. Someday somebody will leak the tapes and the show will be over of me oh, yelling at you. The phone's ringing again. I think it's George. We probably should answer it. Probably, wait, wait. I got one more thing. One more thing to say. That Zamfir pan flute music is probably <laughs> driving them bonkers. 
But I'm just saying that it took a while to organize guests. We loved all our guests. Yeah, Marcy not, not from the movie yeah. from the movie yeah. mixtape podcast was one of our was one of my favorite guests. Georgia Dotson, who hung up before her file co- co- could complete uploading. You know, people like that. I love Georgia. It, it happened a few people. I love them. I, I love them. I love them all in their own way. Yes. And Natalie Kim, who ruined guests forever. That's what George says. So, <laughs> anyway, speaking of George. George, George is on the phone. He's been calling through the whole episode. Yeah, I got is it. that the call waiting? Beep? Is that the call waiting beep I heard the whole episode? Yes, that was it. Real power move, oh, just leaving okay. me on hold that whole time too. Like I've just been sitting here listening in. So why am I calling in? Why did you ask me to do this and then make me sit on listen in to your weird podcast well, being recorded? This is the fiftieth episode of Seti Bimco, and we just Mazel explained tough. that. The next episode will be episode one of season two with a whole new format. What? <laughs> the new format. A new format. No more, no more movies about teenagers in high school, right, John? Well, we haven't been doing that for weeks That's anyway. Correct. That is correct. <laughs> when you were gone, John, I explained <laughs> to George that Trog was a Neanderthal. Oh. Mm-hmm. And they, they didn't live till. You know, far past 20 back then. He was a teenager. He was an right. elderly Neanderthal. Right. I told George this. Right, exactly. So 19 is still a teenager, right. which is why I was thinking when George was saying they weren't teenagers in Chopping Mall because one couple was married. Mm-hmm. 19 is still teenager, correct? Yeah, but the, you can be married at 19. You could, but yeah. these guys are 30. Yeah, we know. Well, every teenager <laughs> in every movie we've watched has been in their 30s. Have you ever seen Grease? Yeah. You know, the only teenager, quote unquote, under 30 in that movie is John Travolta. Right. I believe that, but at least in Greece, there's there's a mention of a high school. Chopping right. Mall, just a bunch of 30-year-olds having well, sex on hobo beds. You know what I just did? Getting their heads exploded. Oh, hobo beds. Is that what they were selling at the mall in 1987? Hobo, hobo beds. According to Tim, it was. Hobo water beds. Oh yeah, water beds. Yeah, because no nobody but teens would own a water bed. Yeah, Tim does know what a teenager is, so I'm glad to hear <laughs> that you all are abandoning that theme. Well, we yeah, we watched the movie tonight. With thank God there were no teenagers in it, but they're supposed to be teenagers. Yeah, yeah. So what is this new format? Oh, Tim? the new format. No more high schools. No more teenagers. No more books. What are we going to talk about, John? Re- revenge. You tell me you're the one coming up with this new format. <laughs> you just sleep through the whole meeting we had about this new format. Anyway. I was I was format. I was hitting the bagels and locks. I wasn't paying too much attention. The That's form- a smart move. The format's the same. Gonna watch a movie. Uh, we're getting rid of the whole teenager theme. We're just gonna watch bad movies and we are going to talk about the revenge sequels that were never made. So let's movies. do an example. Uh, so let's Muppet pick. Movie: The Revenge. What happens? We wouldn't watch Muppet Movie, George. We'd watch. I think it. Inv- I think it involves <laughs> Miss Piggy either on a spit or being served with eggs. Oh, oh I, I was going to say wow. Camille the Chicken cuts Gonzo from crotch to sternum for that time he fucked that turkey. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> This is not. This is not how the show's going to be, people. He'd been, he'd been drinking. It was dark. <laughs> it's very easy to confuse your poultry. Yeah, they all have a Gonzo's. All Gonzo's look defense. the same in the dark. Exactly. The new format would be like if we did Teenage Hitchhikers: The Revenge, which we saw tonight. 
uh-huh. and we'd say, this movie would be called Teenage Hitchhikers, <laughs> Teenage Hitchhikers, <laughs> The Revenge, or as it's known in Germany, Hitler's Holiday. God there you go. And then we can have some theories about what would happen in these movies. It's the same as quiz time. Okay. And guess what? George is going to be here every week. Wait, what? Most weeks. Most weeks. What? Wait, how? <laughs> what? How are we going to do this? Whoa, 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 what? Whoa, whoa. You know what? You know what this is like? What? What's it like? This is exactly what happened in the Supremes with Miss Florence Ballard. You always bring this up. I am Miss Florence Ballard. And all of a sudden, they changed the name to Diana Ross and the Supremes. And <laughs> they boot Miss Florence Ballard out and bring in Cindy Birdsong. Oh. So that's so. So you're you're gonna. So George is here to boot me out, is what you're saying? Is wait, wait, look, wait. I know, I know that I have been drinking before shows. I know the evening gowns that I wear on stage are getting a little tight because I put on a little weight. But I will not stand. I will not let Cindy take my place. I will have my revenge. Oh, oh. oh. he pulled around. I like to think I'm Diana Ross in that situation, though. I think. Uh, Tim is more of a bird song sort of person. No, Tim is Tim is definitely Diana Ross. <laughs> You're like, don't don't make eye contact with him. Don't don't come up with any suggestions. Don't cross him. Oh no. In this podcast, Tim is definitely Diana Ross. And the sooner you learn that, New York Times bestselling author in front of the Sunny Bimco show, George O'Connor, the better your life will be. And now official bird song of the Sunny Bimco podcast. Official bird song. That's right, Cindy. For white people, this is like I'm when just, the mamas I'm and just, the I'm, I'm just going to call you Cindy from now on. No, you can call that. me Flo. No. You can call me Flo. No, I'm going to call you Maud. Maud. Well, I'm very excited right. for the new show. We've talked to you for seven minutes. When does this? Uh, when does this new? Do we? Are we taking a break? Or are we just launching right no, into the new? We went format? in. We're going into it. Hell right yeah, in. that's the way to do it. No break between seasons. No. We can't afford it. So the new title will be Seti Bimco 2, The Revenge. Part 2, The Revenge. I hope this isn't like that ill-fated spinoff, Dynasty 2, The Colby. It's kind of like that. That didn't last long at all. (laughs) That did not take off. This is more like the uh, Mary Tyler Moore spinoff, Grant. It's a different take on the character. Oh, oh, was that a real show? Lou Grant. Lou Grant. Was that really a show? Lou Grant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. I asked he it. spun off from a sitcom to a serious show. Weirdest. Oh, my God. A serious show. Did he murder anybody in the show? No. <laughs> Not that, that we know of. That would have been serious. Little piece of Emmy trivia, Emmy trivia is that <laughs> Ed Asner is the only person to win Emmys playing the same character in both the comedy and the drama categories. That's right. Yeah. What do you know? Mm-hmm. Did Mary Tyler Moore ever appear on Lou Grant? No, that would have broken. The... Nobody ever appeared on. Nobody ever appeared on Lou Grant. Nope. Mm. Well, once he went on a princess cruise, and Gavin <laughs> McCloud was on, but he was pay, playing Captain Stubing, not Murray Slaughter. So I don't know if that counts. He John doesn't know what forward, you're talking about. I know. I look forward to know. the new season being me missing every reference. I can't wait for it. Okay. Oh, this is this is going to work out so well, Tim. Well, I can feel it. Well, no, you can. You're going to just play like long jokes, and you're going to create an entire show we never heard of called Floda or something. I'm like, oh wow, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like when you guys get talking comics. Like I'm like, we're not going to uh, do that. Not, not allowed. I'm like, Tim does not like talk uh, comics. I'm, I'm like Clark Kent is Superman. That's about as far as I go. We're not, you know? not going to talk comics. 
Wow, so that's going to be exciting next oh, week. Next week. Free people. Exciting. Three people. Three voices. And Seti Bimco, The Revenge. The Revenge. One of us will die. Tune in. <laughs> All right, we're really glad to have you. All right, John, I'm looking. George. Oh, my God, get my name <laughs> right. Next week is our first oh. movie together, and I'm going to choose oh. to start this whole thing off. I'm going to choose yes. the movie. And it bridges yes. two worlds. Because if you've listened to our old episodes... We changed things, but John remembers for a long time I had these quiz questions. Who would fart in an elevator? Yep. Which character from the movie? Which character would become the CEO of an elevator company? Yep, so a lot of elevators. Our first movie with our new a lot of elevator humor. Our first movie with our new format is The Elevator from 1974 with the all star cast. People get trapped in an elevator. Oh, no. <laughs> this is a movie. <laughs> I hope it's an actual plot point that like it's the seventies. Let's say Telly Savalas just cheeses a beaver in the elevator. And that's, that's some drama. Is this a theatrical movie or a TV movie? Uh, I believe I forget, but it's on it's on YouTube. All right, Mister Mister All Star Planet of the Apes. What's his name? He's in it. Uh, Mister uh, Charlton Huston. Yeah, he's in it. Courtney Cox. Jesus, <laughs> the chimp. James Franciscus? <laughs> the the chimp. Roddy McDowell? Yes, Roddy McDowell. Oh, God. Roddy McDowell, third time's the charm. Thanks. Can't wait. All right. All right. All right. We'll see That's you all next week. week. Goodbye, George. Sorry, Bye, George. John. Goodbye, everybody. Talk Bye, to you soon. Bye. Thank you. Good night, Mary Ellen. Seti Binko is a podcast by Tim Hamilton and John Kelly. Produced by Miss Lee. Music by Tim Hamilton. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. I just looked at the elevator while we are doing that. There's literally been three movies at least called The Elevator. But this is the 72 version? <laughs> like, yeah. I'll send you All the right. link. It's got, okay. it's just got 70s stars, semi-stars. I'm Myrna, looking forward to this. Myrna Loy it's is got in someone it. named Candy Samples who plays Peter's friend's lover in an uncredited <laughs> role. That's the top cast on IMDb. It is not. It literally. I'll bet you she dies. She dies in the first ten minutes. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't even have time to give her a name. Tim, wouldn't Roddy McDowell be top billing? Hey, Tim, is this 1970? No, this is a different film. Because okay. listen, I'll send you the right one. The elevator, the elevator, seventy-two. The occupants of a stalled elevator soon tired of waiting for rescue and begin to reminisce about various sexual escapades. It's a porn. It's not. This is literally. This sort of sounds like teenage hitchhikers, if you ask me. We just watched this porn. I, I picked a porn by accident again. Did you look? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm literally.